Psalm 23, a psalm of David. The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This week, we're going to pause and consider the lines, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. What is fear? A few years ago, someone asked me if I was fearful. No, I didn't think I was a particularly fearful person. But then she asked me if I ever felt anxious or uneasy, or if I ever worried. Well, yes, but I wouldn't have classed that as fear. If you put fear into the thesaurus, these are just some of the words which come up. Concern, panic, doubt, despair, anxiety, and worry. And fear is the big brother of all of these. So I had to admit, yes, I was and can be at times fearful. Fear comes in all sorts of shapes and sizes. Its primary purpose is as a health and safety mechanism designed to elicit a drastic response, fight or flight. And fear when experienced in a potentially life-threatening situation, is a jolly useful feeling. Fear, however, can manifest itself in all sorts of other disguises that are sometimes far from helpful. My mother-in-law is a wonderful lady, but she has a techno-fear. She has an iPad and an iPhone, and both terrify her. Nine times out of ten, whenever we go around to see her, which is fairly often, she lives around the corner, we have to sort out her latest run-in with her gadgets. A couple of days ago, she was in a right tiz because she was overwhelmed with all her emails and she didn't know what to do with them. I think she'd accumulated over 300. She'd got to the stage of blind panic so much so that she couldn't even look at her inbox. Lucy sat with her for over an hour and patiently went through them all with her and deleted, filed or responded to most of them. As Lucy was going through them, Mum became visibly lighter and her relief was tangible. She was giggling like a schoolgirl by the end. Although straightforward for most of us, this had been a huge burden for her. 
In Max Licardo's book, Travelling Light, in which he unpacks Psalm 23, he talks about putting down the baggage we haul around with us. Surely fear is the trunk, the king of all suitcases that we lug around. The one that weighs us down the most. The one that holds us back, that inhibits us. That prevents us from living freely and reaching our full potential for living life to its fullest. Has anxiety, worry, fear ever stopped you from trying something new? Going to a party where you didn't know anybody? Starting a conversation with a stranger? Sharing your faith? Exploring a new vocation. I was petrified when God called me to this ministry. I spent days in tears, Debbie will concur, um, telling God that I couldn't do this. And do you know what scared me the most? Doing this. (laughs) Preaching. I was and still can be, full of self-doubt and insecurities. I have had to step out in faith more times than I care to remember. And the only thing, the only thing that has stopped me from running away is the knowledge that I'm not alone. And that this is God's plan for me. That God is with me. I return to his promises again and again. I will not forsake you. I am with you till the end. Deuteronomy 31 verse 6. And surely I am with you always to the end of the age. Matthew 28 verse 20. And in Joshua, when time after time God tells him to be strong and courageous, as in chapter 1, verse 9. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. At the end of the service, if you felt so inclined at the back of the church, I've printed out a list of all the verses in the Bible that mention do not fear. And you can look them up if you fancy it and have a little read through. God knows how we feel when we feel overwhelmed. When we think we can't cope with what life throws at us. Didn't Jesus feel the same way in the garden at Gethsemane? The Gospels describe this image. Mark says, Jesus fell to the ground Matthew tells us Jesus was very sad and troubled to the point of death. And according to Luke, Jesus was full of pain. What would this scene have looked like? Jesus, flat on the ground, face in the dirt, extended hands gripping the grass, body rising and falling with sobs, Heart-wrenching picture, isn't it? Jesus wasn't just a bit anxious. He was afraid. 
He called out to his father, Father, if you are willing, take away this cup of suffering. How incredible that Jesus felt such fear. And how wonderful for us to know that he did. What can we learn from this? May I suggest a couple of things. Firstly, he admitted how he was feeling. He didn't keep it bottled up. He didn't try and hide it and put on a brave face. He was honest with what was going on inside him. He was in turmoil and he said so. Do we do the same? If someone you love asks you how you are, how often do we say, fine, thanks? When really, we're far from fine. When really, we want to be honest and say, well, quite frankly, I'm struggling a bit. We all struggle from time to time. That's okay. All of us have our own battles and issues that we're dealing with. We're only human after all. When we verbalise our anxieties, our worries, our fears, they somehow seem less overwhelming. When we share them, they somehow lose some of the hold they had over us. Secondly, and most importantly, he was honest with God. There is nothing that we can say to God that he hasn't heard before. He's unshockable. And he knows it all already anyway. But he wants us to talk with him about it. He wants us to share our feelings with what's going on in our lives. We can tell him if we're frightened of boarding that plane, driving on the motorway, applying for a new job, public speaking. It may seem trivial to others, but if it's consuming us, if it's making our heart pound and our mouth go dry, it's important to God. A millennium earlier, David was urging the fear-filled to do the same. I will fear no evil. How could David make such a claim? Because he knew where to look. He trusted in the promises of his unfailing God. God doesn't always take away the cup of suffering, but he gives us the calm within the storm to face our fears, to know that we never have to face anything on our own. Life can be tough. We know we worry about all sorts of things that we probably have very little control over. Jesus knew that we'd be worriers. In the Gospels, he tells us not to be afraid far more often than he tells us to be courageous. We are not alone. We never have been and we never will be. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. As Max Licardo writes, don't measure the mountain. Talk to the one who can move it. Instead of carrying the world on your shoulders, talk to the one who holds the universe on his. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, 
I will fear no evil, for you are with me.